Hey guys, it's Vicky Golden. Keep listening so that way Brad can actually uh, escape Canada and get into the U.S. Because if you don't, if you don't listen, you can't pay the bills. So uh, keep on listening, and that way you can uh, get out to these supercrosses and quit doing all these radio stuff on the phone. And we can actually hang out in person. You're listening to a Big MX Radio podcast, brought to you by Arma Energy. Presented by Fly Racing, W Wheels, Bill's Pipes, Just One Helmets, X Brand Goggles, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Roy Borton Suspension, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Simply the best motocross and supercross news from around the globe. And now, here's your host, Brad Gephardt. Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Moto Ice, Moto Stuff, W Wheels, X-Brand Goggles, Just One Helmets, and Bill's Pipes. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got the team manager of Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha. That's none other than Scott Steppy. Scott, how's it going? Hey, it's going good. How are you? Uh, not doing too bad whatsoever. A beautiful day up here in Canada, but uh, probably more beautiful down in uh, in SoCal, where uh, Supercross is uh, is like hockey here. <laughs> yeah, things are definitely. Uh, guys are actually out, just kind of taking a little bit of a break, getting some time in the dunes, having some fun, taking a little, getting a little rela- relaxation right now. No doubt. As things ramp up over on the East Coast, uh, a little bit of downtime for those who are uh, combatants on the West Coast uh, 250 class, which is where uh, the bar, the Burn Pros uh, Home Dupe Yamaha team uh, does battle. Um, I understand that uh, the one, the only Scott champion has been uh, putting his Yamaha to good use, both uh, on some ramps as well as uh, tearing up some dudes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Scott's a, he's a pretty good guy, man. That, that guy is a he loves riding dirt bikes, and so he, uh, the right at the end of the rounds, he basically asked me, hey, man, can I get a hold of Dunlop? I need to get myself a new Dunlop paddle tire, and I'm like, paddle tire? He's like, yeah, I'm going to the dunes. We're going to, we're going to go out and some, hit some big air, and I obviously saw some of the videos and stuff he's been posting, but yeah. he was out just ripping it up, and then he was over at Castile Ranch just a few days ago hitting the ramps over there as well, so yeah, that kid, that kid definitely likes to ride a motorcycle, that's for sure. Totally. One of those guys that uh, makes being a professional motocross racer uh, look like a fun job to have and uh, some serious skills on the motorcycle. And he's been showing it with some uh, with some solid finishes uh, over on the West Coast. Yeah, you know, Scott's put in a pretty a pretty solid finish. He came into the season beat up pretty beat up pretty bad. Yeah. Actually, he came in he came in actually beat up worse than he told us. He told us originally that he had just bruised his tailbone. And then we found out after, I think, the round two – that he actually had, had cracked his tailbone and had been riding through kind of gutting out the gutting out each weekend. But, uh, you know, I mean, the kid's got heart. He's been, he's been definitely, uh, put it in the main every weekend. He's got some great starts and then running up front. And, uh, you know, honestly, he's been getting better and better each weekend. His last, the last weekend he finished 18th wasn't where he wanted to finish, but, uh, definitely wasn't for a uh, lack of trying. That's for sure. 
Well, that definitely showed in his ability to put in uh, some laps in daytime qualifying. I'm not sure if I can look back to uh, uh, remember back to Anaheim one, but I don't, I don't remember him qualifying very well at all. And then uh, steadily throughout, as that uh, that tailbone started to heal up a little bit, and he started being able to, to manage it a little bit better on race day and t- throughout the week, uh, and also be, get some time on the bike. I understand that uh, a good portion of the, the beginning of the series he wasn't getting a lot of time even on the bike um, between weeks, which is uh, a guy like yourself, you know, you you rode, I ride. Uh, if you don't put time on the bike, you're not going to beat yourself on race day. And uh, he was able to um, be a better version of himself uh, by the time uh, Dallas came around. Yeah, you know, definitely. You know, Scott was, you know, he, he was he was off the bike for two weeks prior to A1. His qualifying times in A1 were, were off. He was off. And it just was, I mean, in, 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 in all fairness, he only missed the main event by two spots at a one. So, I mean, it is, as, as horrible as it seemed, it really wasn't that bad. He really, he's a, he's a racer, you know, and I like that about the kid, you know, he, he's a racer and, uh, he's not a time guy. There's a lot of guys who can go fast and qualify, but then don't, aren't able to put it together in the races. And he's the other way around. I mean, he, his qualifying times have gotten steadily better. He's now qualifying, I think right around 20, between, between 16th and 21st is where he's average, kind of averaging his qualifying times now. And, uh, and, you know, and, and then when it comes to the, the night shows, I mean, he's been getting great starts in the heat races and he's been going directly to the main event. Almost every race he's gone directly to the main event. I think he, he won an LCQ. I think that was the only LCQ that he was in all year. Fair enough. Well, um, it, it's amazing to see these guys, and I, I'm interested to get your take from your hand, your standpoint, because you're, you're the guy who's going out there and finding the talent. Uh, where's the razor's edge between finding a guy who uh, can put in the, those good qualifying time to, uh, to just put yourself in the night show, and then uh, those guys who uh, may not uh, have like unbelievable um, qualifying speed and like putting in that one lap but they're racers they they get good starts and they uh, they ride with who they're with so they end up putting in really good results in, in heat races uh, and kind of making them their lives easier you know that's so as you start as we tried to, to to pick our team for this year we didn't look we didn't look just at lap times i did look at lap times and qualifying positions but i was really looking at what what where did they do in the heat races what did they do in the lcqs and what did they do in the main events and where their kind of average finishing position was. And, you know, looking back at Cole Martinez and how he did last year, looking at, uh, you know, Scott Champion, how he did last, last, you know, last year. And then also, you know, Austin Politelli, what he was doing last year, you know, we weren't so, as concerned with the qualifying times. And I tell those guys all the time, uh, you know, once you get a good qualifying time and you know you're in, you don't have to break your neck to try to go out there and, and, and be the top guy as much as it would be great. Don't get me wrong. We, we'd love to see that. But there's also guys that have done that in the past or trying to, you know, ride that razor's edge, trying to get that next second down on their lap times for a better starting position, and they end up crashing themselves out in practice, and, and they can't even compete. And, you know, our bikes are pretty quick this year, so coming off the line, you know, Scott's been able to get good starts inside and outside, so it's really a matter of just getting it into the show. But kind of back to your question is, you know, we kind of look at the, the race results much more than we look at the qualifying times. 
Well, right on then, because uh, it, it, it's it's there is a bit of a balance. You need to have both, and uh, like it's kind of a chicken and the egg sort of thing. Like, um, do you, do you get a good position, or do you get good qualifying in the night show because you qualified well during the daytime, uh, and then if you end up doing well in the in the in the daytime or the evening qualifying, the next week uh, you're usually out with the uh, the A group, so uh, you're, you're able to uh, latch on a few of those guys. So it kind of feeds on itself a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you don't get me wrong. I mean, ha- having a you know having a really slow uh, practice time or qualifying time, it, it hurts you on the on the qualifiers because the way the the way the qualifiers break down is it's uh, odd and even. So the, the guy that, that's the fastest qualifier, he gets the second heat race. The guy that's the second quali- fastest qualifier gets the first heat race. So the track can be better, the track can be worse, and then of course the farther outside you get or farther inside, depending on how the first turn is, you definitely don't get the pick of the gate that you want. But we've been qualifying pretty well. Well, we've been getting about fifth or sixth gate pick pretty much at each round at each, you know, well, between fifth and fifth and seventh gate pick, I guess, at the uh, qualifiers throughout the last few rounds. So we've had some pretty decent qualifying times and, you know, Cole's been qualifying very, very well. He's always about uh, 13th to 15th place qualifying each weekend. And, and that's getting a little bit better each weekend. Scott's qualifying times have gotten better which allow them to have better gate picks, which gets them better starts in the heat races, which gets them better picks for the main event, and then so on and so forth. So it's kind of a it, – it definitely is a uh, a whole process. But, you know, it's still – we still look – ultimately, we still look for that guy that can race his way towards the, you know, towards the, uh, you know, the main event. Especially, like, if you saw Scott champion at – I think it was Phoenix or San Diego 2. I forget which round it was, but he ended up – uh, having some, some problems on the starting line and ended up uh, starting dead last, almost a full straightaway line to everybody else and ended up finishing in 12th overall. And Martinez got a mid, mid, mid jump and ended up finishing 10th. So both those guys put in great rides. No doubt. Um, so, um, and of course for these guys, um, not a, like with, not a huge amount of pressure to put in those great uh, qualifying time, knowing that that DASA uh, motor is going to help them uh, get off the line ahead of uh, many guys in the in the in their uh, whichever qualifier they end up being. Because uh, one thing's for sure, um, you, you see those blue fenders out up front uh, quite often uh, in in both the heat races and uh, the main events. Yeah, you know it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. You know when we started the season, when we talked, uh, you know back before the season started. The guys were just getting to know us. They were getting to know our equipment, uh, you know, and, and being a second-year team, you know, the, one of the biggest question marks that we got was, you know, what, how's our bike? How, how, you know, how's that motor package? How's the suspension package? And we've tried really hard to align ourselves with really quality companies that have, you know, roots in the sport, you know, with Enzo, with the suspension, you really can't get better suspension than that. And then with DASA, you know, those guys have been around a really long time. I know you had a chance to talk with Kevin. Uh, yeah. in one of your podcasts and those guys have been around for a really long time and they've been a really they've been a real key player behind the scenes and for us to be able to, to partner with them has taken that whole equation out of out of this there's no talk in the pits anymore of we need more horsepower or the bikes can't do this section or you know there's nothing on the track that our bikes can't do that the factory bikes can't do and that's really important and with bill and bill's pipes and the research that they've been doing all season long they, they don't rest, you know, we, every, every weekend there's, they'll come up and they'll say, Hey, this week we got another pipe. We want you to try or We got a new head configuration that might work a little bit better. 
And, you know, we were changing pipes and just trying to finagle a little more bottom end out of those things because yeah. the bikes just ripped on the mid to top and we want a little more bottom. And, and Bill just came out with a, with a great header setup that just makes us, this package as a whole pretty hard to be, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a B-level factory ride, factory team. You know, we're, we're part of Yamaha's factory program, but we're the lower tier of it. I mean, we got a bike that, that's very formidable when it comes to the guys that are out there racing, they're, they're not wondering, they're not looking at us and going, you know, we can't, we can't do well because our, we don't have bikes that'll do it. And, and it's been showing, you know, I, I know Cole Martinez is a good friend of, of Cooper Webb's. They room together. And, uh, a lot of times on Saturdays, uh, their lap times are rooming together inside the same, uh, 10th of a second, sometimes, uh, right in, in there with the, uh, beside each other. Um, and that in, in itself has to be kind of proof is in the pudding as far as, um, what the bike's capable of doing. And, uh, a, a bit of a, a tip of the cap to yourself for, for putting together a package, uh, that that's capable of it basically going out finding the sponsors finding the components that uh, add up to uh, a winning motorcycle well absolutely you know i gotta and i gotta give a shout out to to brandon dunn uh from yeah. from bill's pipes because you know brand if it wasn't for brandon you know we were working on a factory motor program with yamaha last year and and some things happened and it didn't come through and in that process brandon had talked to me about moving to the bill's pipes and we were with another pipe company the year before, which I really liked, and they were great with us. But when Bill, when Bill and Brandon came to us and sat down with the program they had for this year, you know, it just made a lot of sense from how involved they wanted to be. And when they got that involved with us, they also started talking about Dawson. I, I originally told them we weren't going to go that direction. We had another motor builder in line, and things didn't work exactly like we wanted them to, so we ended up going to Dawson. And I, you know, and I, I credit Brandon for bringing that whole package together for us. And I was just telling him the other day, I was joking with him, that he should be the team manager of the team because man, he's, he put the whole package together for us on the, on the bike side. And he, he just, he told me that he didn't want to do that. I don't know why. <laughs> wow. Like, honestly, from my experience working with, uh, working with Bills has been nothing but awesome. These guys, they really take care of you and, uh, they, they, they put a lot of emphasis and a lot of focus into the, uh, the support they are able to give. And, uh, honestly, there's not every, every single race day. Uh, I, I just, um, following both Brandon, yourself and, uh, and, and the team on social media, seeing, uh, the, the work that's going into, uh, placing that power right where it needs to be so that, uh, so that both Cole and uh, and Scott can uh, can put the bikes where it needs where it needs to be, which is up front in uh, in both qualifiers and uh, and the main events. Um, it's it's one of those things where I think you'd connect to this because you're you're a, a guy who, who rode at a very high level. When all these guys have to worry about is going fast on the motorcycle, that's when they're at their best. And uh, and Brandon and the guys over at Bill's Pipes definitely contribute to that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, we were talking about, I, I brought one of my good friends out with me, uh, Larry Keeler from, uh, uh, BVR Brown brothers racing. And he went up to uh, Texas with us this year and we were walking the pits and he rode supercross back in the day a little bit like I did. And I'll tell you that the, 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 the way that things are today is pretty funny because when we were, when I was racing, I drove the van, I worked on my bikes, I did all the tuning, I did all suspension work. I mean, I did everything. I did top ends. And today, the kids, man, we, we've got a package that just show up and ride. And that's all they have to focus on. And it's really cool, you know, because 
being able to support a, a rider like that or the riders like that gives them such an ability to focus and make it a job much more than a job slash hobby. And even, and even, you know, back in the eighties, it was, it was still a job hobby unless you were the top three or four guys, you know, and now these guys are able to make a living and actually do it full time, like a job. And they've got people like ourselves and our, our, and our sponsors that are able to, to get behind them and help them, help them do that. It's pretty cool. It is really cool. And uh, seeing the, the team uh, develop uh, from, from last year's program to this year's program, uh, things keep moving forward. And, uh, and, and I'm excited to see what's next to come for, uh, for, for Barn Pros, uh, Home Depot, Yamaha. So uh, with, with that, uh, I, I pose the question, what is to come for the team? Uh, what are some short-term goals? What are some long-term goals that you guys might, uh, might have um, on, on the docket? And uh, if there's anything that you can't share, don't feel obligated. <laughs> well, there's a lot of speculation as far as what, what we want to do and what we can do are always two different things. Our, our, plan, our plans are to be right, two a top-tier team. So ultimately our goal is to be as, as fast and as competitive as a Geico Honda or a pro circuit team or, you know, star racing. We want to, we want to be at that level and, you know, it, it, but it takes time. We're only a second year team and, you know, especially second year with our semi and the program that we have um, going into next year, we are already in conversation with uh, a number of different riders. You know, we're not going to bring on a whole bunch. We'd like to, Hopefully, re re-sign a few of the guys we have right now. Bring on maybe one one more guy that's a big hitter. Uh, there's a possibility that we're going to go East Coast next year, so we'll be able to do West Coast and East Coast. And uh, you know, but it all depends on sponsorship money and, and, and finding the the people that want to be behind us and how you know and to market their their businesses so that we can we can get in front of the right demographic. You know, the the construction industry right now. Is I mean the demographic demographics for construction based industries is huge, and if you yeah. look at the amount of sponsors that are actually in the construction world that are in the motocross, there's not very many. Not not to the extent that there should be, and you know that's one of the reasons that Home Depot was so is you know looked at us and, and started up our our strategic partnership with them was because the demographics in Supercross are so are so much. They're like thirty, like eighty. I'm sorry, eighty. They're like forty-three uh, percent have something to do with construction. That's a pretty stark. That's a pretty stark number. And you can find those numbers by your Facebook numbers, your 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 Instagram numbers. You can find it through your uh, through the MIC Motorcycle Industry Council. You can also find it through uh, a lot of the magazines and the subscription-based um, stuff that they do on the reader surveys, talking about their education, the level, what they do for work. All that stuff's in there also. You can kind of figure out how that demographic breaks down. And we're, you know, that's what we're looking for. Is we're looking for you know, maybe somebody in the construction world that wants to come in and, and be that big sponsor that can really help push us over the, over the top to be that top-tier team where we've got an East Coast, West Coast, and a guy that's you know, you know, racing for a podium spot. Will that happen in 2017? Maybe, maybe not. But that's that's the goal, and that's what we're actually that's what we're shooting for. Right on. Well, you already got a, a bricklayer doing your podcast, so that's a step in the right direction, I, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so um, uh, we're going to throw it to commercial right uh, right away here on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, the team. Um, 
getting back together for uh, the remaining rounds of the West Coast, as well as uh, uh, any any possibility of, uh, of even heading outdoors with one of these guys. We'll be right back on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Bill's Pipes. Hey, this is Zach Osborne of Rockstar Energy Husqvarna. Uh, we're going to commercial here on Big MX Radio, and we'll be right back. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable, sweat-absorbing liner, and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice or just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with Oats and Bran. Oats and Bran? I didn't think there was such a That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Indigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. When it comes to helmets, there is just one. The helmet brand that is. Just One Helmets is tailor-made for motocross and street bike riding, and now available in North America. Who chooses Just One? Well, for starters, Tim Geiser, winner of the Italian round in MX2, David Philipparts, Vicky Golden, Trevor Reese, as well as David Pulley. And you know what? So do I. I choose Just One Helmets because they are simply the safest, lightest, and most comfortable lid available. Want to know more about Just One Helmets? Check them out on the web at www.justonehelmets.com. Find out about the J12 the J32, and all of the colorways that are absolutely blow your socks off. So guys, please head over to www.justonehelmets.com today. Go check them out. You won't be disappointed. The 2014 X-Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano, and Phantom Goggle, X-Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up 
WYAUSA.com. That's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys who are building wheels for Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up, guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. Bill's Pipes, the home of legendary performance. Since 1974, Bill's Pipes has been providing motocross and off-road riders the performance they need. Two-stroke or four-stroke, Bill's Pipes has the exhaust system for you. In recent years, we've seen a resurgence of the Bill's Pipes brand, and that's great news. And that's great news for motocross racers everywhere. For four-strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to dominate the fight on any brand. For you two-stroke guys, the MX2 Bill's Pipes exhaust system is the right one for the job and comes in works, nickel, and the all-new cone look finish that'll turn heads all day long. Head to BillsPipes.com right now and get the same pipe used by Billy Lidinovich, Vicky Golden, the JMR Suzuki team, Jesse Pierce, Nico Izzy, and David Cole. Bill's Pipes is craftsmanship at its finest. So go with Bill's Pipes and never settle. What up, guys? This is Seven Deuce Deuce. If you haven't got The Hills yet, go to iTunes right now. Type in The Hills. No, that's that's not going to work because it's probably going to come up the weekend. Just uh, just type in Seven Deuce Deuce and also you'll, you'll find it. Time to hit The Hills. And we're back. Big MX radio podcast show still on the line with Scott Steffi, the team manager for the Bond Pros Racing uh, Home Depot Yamaha team, uh, which is based out of uh, out of uh, the West Coast, California. Um, Scott, uh, the team has had an unbelievable season so far, um, and uh, with with some, like I said earlier, some mixed results. But these kids are, are progressively getting better. And I, I'd honestly argue, uh, thanks to Chris Aldridge, I think you guys probably have a, uh, a similar average position as the Pro Circuit team. <laughs> I think we we do. Savachi's obviously doing much better, but. But our yes. guys are killing it. Our guys are absolutely killing it. And, you know, our goal this year was to be the, the, the second team 
uh, to Yamaha. You know, so you had, you had Star Racing, and we really wanted to take on, you know, Christina and the whole Cycle Trader team and actually put ourselves there. They have, they got, they got a great rider, Colt Nichols, this year, and he's done very, very well. That puts us as a third team, which is not bad. You know, we're, we're right there. We've been battling with Jeremy Martin back and forth every weekend, and as I said, the guys are, the guys are getting close. I think we're only like eight points outside the top ten right now. So we're getting, you know, we got two more rounds, and hopefully with a with a little bit of luck and some uh, some speed, Cole Martinez can put himself right there in that in that tenth overall spot. That would be really nice. And you know what? Uh, the, in, in the case of a, of a Colt Nichols, uh, we're talking about a kid who, for all intents and purposes, should have been a blue chipper coming out of amateurs, breaks his femur uh, in the year that you would say that if you're going to put it into a uh, stick and ball sport term, he, was, he would have been drafted that year into the professionals, ended up uh, coming back, not having the same success as an amateur, and but still having that speed, ran with guys like um, like Cooper Webb, Adam Steen, Cirolo, and, and, and whatnot before, uh, before that broken leg. Didn't forget how to ride a motorcycle, and uh, fortunately for that, the uh, the the cycle trader team ends up getting to pick him up, and uh, like a, a shock too many, but not to myself, knowing the fact that that kid uh, has been ripping for a long period of time. Yeah, you know, we actually we actually had talked with Colt's people a little bit during the off season. I, I don't think we were really in play with him too much, but we talked mm-hmm. to him a little bit about seeing if he could if he wanted to come out to the West Coast and, and ride one of our bikes and he at the time I, the deal wasn't quite right for him. He opted to stay with, he was still with Crosslands is what I think is where he was with last year. Yeah. And, uh, and then he ended up signing with, with those guys. And, you know, I, I, that kid's a good kid. You know, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's good on the, he's good on the microphone. He's good with the public and he's a heck of a rider. And, you know, he's got good things happening for him here in the future. You know, definitely a kid that we wouldn't mind having on our team, but you know, the guys that we have have been, have been doing really, really well. And, you know, like Cole, Cole Martinez is just a, a heartbeat away from, from putting him inside the top 10 every weekend. His finishing positions, I think he's like 11 to 16 and then a 12th and then an 11th and then he got a 10th and then he, I think he got a 13th last weekend. So he's right there, uh, you know, trying to, trying to get inside the top 10. We just, he was having some issues at the beginning of the season with his starts. And now he's got it pretty well lined out where his starts are there. Now he just needs to get a good start and put, and put in a good solid 15. And I'm sure, and I'm sure by the end of the season, you will see Martinez inside the top 10, if not one, or not at the Santa Clara, but at both Santa Clara and uh, Las Vegas. Fair enough. Well, we got two rounds to go, but uh, a couple, uh, several weeks before we get there. What is the training program like for these guys? Uh, like you said, there's some downtime. There's some riding in the hills. There's some riding in the dunes. Um, but at some point, you got to get your serious face back on and uh, and get ready for uh, for Santa Clara. Uh, when does the team kind of uh, like kind of reunite a little bit and uh, head back to uh, the Supercross tracks and uh, and put knobbies in the uh, in the California clay? So what ends up happening is we, we basically gave the guys two weeks to kind of just relax. The first week, the mechanics took it off. Stayed, some of them stayed home. Uh, a couple of them just kind of traveled a little bit, but they basically took, they took that time to relax. The riders more or less uh, had two weeks to kind of just relax. And then starting, I know that uh, Martinez, I think, was tra- has been training. He's still in the gym every day. He works with Swanapool, and so that, he's yeah. got a very regimented program. Uh, champs a little less regula- regulated, and so what he's doing is he took the first couple weeks off, and then starting next week he's going to hit it full time, and he'll be back basically hitting the supercross tracks, getting his time in, and, and working towards uh, Santa Clara. 
So um, with, with that in mind, uh, I, for for those uh, who may have been clued clu- in at this point, that uh, we're predominantly talking about uh, two athletes. The team started out as a three-team, uh, three-athlete team, um, but uh, with the departure of... of um, of Austin Politelli, the team uh, moves on with, uh, with with two riders and a few extra parts in the truck to uh, spread between them. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, it was kind of a mutual agreement between Austin and ourselves. You know, he had a really tough season, and and it just you know we just ended up deciding to go our separate ways after the uh, after the Dallas round. And going forward, our plans are we, we may put someone else on that bike uh, or we may not. We've talked to a couple different riders. Uh, we might we might give a um, amateur rider an opportunity that just got his uh, pro license, his uh, Supercross points through the Intercross series. We may throw a uh, amateur rider on it. Not amateur, that's probably the wrong word, but the the new pro rider, give him a chance to get his feet wet at Santa Clara. Um, we haven't quite decided what we're going to do there, but ultimately we will we will make that happen. Also, kind of one of the other changes is that Austin's mechanic. Uh, Andrew Bauer is going to go and move over and be Scott Champion's mechanic throughout the rest of the season as well. Unfortunately, we had a little bit of a little more shakeup there that we had to, to deal with when we first got uh, got done with the the break happened. But uh, moving forward, we feel that it'll be a pretty good move for everybody involved, and uh, we'll be able to finish out the season pretty strong. Yeah, a little bit more uh, room in the rider lounge at the semi, and uh, uh, one less bike to keep keep clean. There you go. That's 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 what's going to happen. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, um, moving moving forward to uh, uh, the, the tail end of this series, and then outdoors. Um, as far as, uh, as as your team's concerned, is there any chance that we see either one of these guys uh, heading out uh, as far as outdoors? I know Cole. I believe he's got uh, uh, he's on contract to ra- race Canadian Nationals. Could be wrong on that, but uh, um, I'd love to see uh, Scott Champion uh, twisting a throttle, whether it's two fifty or four fifty outdoors. Yeah, so, you know, Cole, I haven't had a chance to talk to Cole too much about what his plans are afterwards. I know that I talked to Dave, his his agent, and they were, we were trying to put together a 450 ride for him for the East Coast Supercrosses, and then I heard that he may want, and he's going to try to go back to Canada. Uh, we've toured around, I talked with Andre Laurent earlier in the season, and we never reconnected about possibly bringing our team up to Canada to be part of the OTSFF team. That didn't really, yeah. that nothing's really happened there. And uh, which I would love to do. I've known Andre very briefly, but I've known him for a long time back from when I used to work in the industry in the oil manufacturing days. And, uh, and we had talked briefly about, you know, the possibility of maybe having this company as a, as a lights team for them or the, the MX2 class, I guess is what you guys call it up there. And yes. uh, it's not really, that doesn't look like it's probably going to happen. And so what we, what we ended up, ended up doing is we're working on trying to get Scott a 450 It'll be kind of a privateer effort, but it'll be backed by all of our sponsors. Uh, Ride Motorsports in Woodenville here in, in Washington State is going to provide him with a motorcycle, and then he'll go out and be able to ride the 450, six or seven rounds of the 450 class, and then find, finish it up at Washougal when Washougal round comes to, to Washington State, and then that'll be his last round on, that, on the outdoors because it goes back east after that again, and he's not going to go back east. 
So fair enough. Well, that that's uh, sounds like a good program for him. The 450 is uh, is definitely a bike that kind of plays into the hands of a guy who uh, is very technical. Uh, he, he's a bit a bit taller than uh, than most of the uh, the 250 guys, and um, obviously a little bit less maintenance as far as or uh, the the tolerances aren't as high with uh, with the 450 as they are 250s, especially when you're talking about outdoors. Um, but um, a host of great sponsors that you guys uh, that you, you have on the bike, whether it be the the Fusion Graphics all the way down to the uh, the Dunlop knobbies that uh, they get into the soil uh, and what stops those knobbies is the moto stuff uh, brake system which uh, I know you know probably a little bit more than I do but uh, I see that oh. system on way too many bikes in the pits they must be doing something right well absolutely I mean that's see, the guys the guys at moto stuff you know Scott down there knows this stuff and there's a reason why Geico Honda runs it there's a reason why we run it and you know when you when you're going as fast as these guys go I, I always joke with the kids. I always tell them, you know, hey, well, you don't need brakes anyways. They just slow you down. But the reality is, you, you know, slowing down and getting to the right speed is important, especially going into the first corner and being able to uh, go and make those corners and set up for the corners because your your exit speed is everything. And the brakes for the and the brakes for moto stuff are amazing, absolutely amazing. Those oversized rotors are probably the best best investment we've ever had on our bikes because you know all that power with the Dossel motors. You got to slow it down, or it doesn't do any good. Well, I, I think uh, that uh, Clint Boyer wish, wishes he had a set of uh, <laughs> uh, moto stuff brakes on that on that cow. He was uh, won the uh, the whole shot with because uh, yeah, that that thing just kept going, and um, totally that was that, that was that was great great for the sport. That was absolutely awesome. That was absolutely. Awesome. I guarantee you, every single one of his sponsors just about had a coronary when he was going oh, upside sure. down yeah. heading towards the wall, you know, but the fact yeah, that he's... he just pinned it to win it was pretty cool. <laughs> no kidding. And yeah, just like, uh, I don't, there's not a single dime on the line and it is, I'm holding this thing wide open. There's no way I'm losing, um, this four second race, but, uh, really, really cool to see. And, uh, hopefully that we get more of that because, uh, anytime that, um, supercross or motocross ends up on sports center, uh, it's good for the, it's good for the show. Well, absolutely. You know, and, and the crossover with NASCAR is absolutely is great. You know, you know, when you look at motorsports, we're the, we're the second largest motorsports, uh, in the world, you know, in the United States, I think it's, I think the supercross right now is the second largest motor spectator sport, motorsport spectator sport. You know, so they have NASCAR come over and, and have kind of a NASCAR flair last weekend in Atlanta was, was I mean, there's nothing but positive for, for our sport. You know, no matter, no matter how you look at it, it was, it was a good deal for us. No doubt. So, uh, um, what's, uh, what, what is the day in the life of a, uh, of a team manager of a, of a team like, uh, Barn Pros? Obviously these guys got two weeks off, but, uh, you're, you're, you're the, you're on the hamster wheel that never stops. Uh, whether it be, uh, <laughs> um, sponsor relations, making sure that everything's on point and, it, uh, the, the I's are, uh, dotted, the T's are crossed for, uh, for, for the final two rounds. And then obviously, uh, this, um, from what most people don't, know is uh this is an extremely active time to uh start talking contracts with uh, with riders coming uh down the pipe for 2017 already and uh just uh we're, we just got into the third month of 2016 by the way yeah we actually so so the, a team manager what i do is i sit back at my big desk and my cigar and my my you know solely yes. and i sit up on my desk all day and just count money that's that's how a team manager roll okay. but i <laughs> But the reality is, is we've already been having meetings with 
with manufacturers for next year. We're trying to we're trying to put it, put our deal together with Yamaha, so it, so that deal is a done deal. We, we're we're working on uh, title sponsors for next year, so there really is no off season. It's 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 a full time you know job to make sure. Even though we might not go racing, we're still doing all the things that, to to be able to go racing. And and as I said earlier, because we want to be that next level team, it, it it's not something that you can just sit back and hope it happens you got to make it happen. And so, you know, that's, that's what we, you know, myself and Steve, and it's not just me. I mean, I, I, I push a lot of paper and I, and I do a lot of phone calls. Steve is the one that, you know, it's his vision, it's his team. And, you know, because of, you know, that's Steve Osland, the owner of Barn Pros. And, yeah. you know, because of him, you know, we're able to even go after and start doing any of this stuff. So uh, he and I have a meeting tomorrow, sit down, we're kind of looking at where we're at and what we're doing and, and our our list of sponsors that we that we've already talked to, list of sponsors that we're trying to bring out to uh, to either finalize or 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 to at least get them to see the sport from our perspective. Uh, we were able to have um, the, a vice admiral, uh, a retired vice admiral, in our pits at the San Diego two round of military military appreciation day. And Lyle is a, a good friend of my wife, and he had never seen Supercross. He'd, he'd never been to a race, never seen it on TV, knew a little bit about it because we had told him he was going to go see, did a little research, absolutely blown away. And, we now, and now we have a new, a new fan of the sport of Supercross. He's actually watching it on Fox Sports 1 on the weekends now, which is pretty cool. So that's the kind of stuff that we try to do with the team managers. You want to get the people that don't know about the sport that, you know, not so much Lyle, but the people that are influential that we can have come out and be sponsors, explain to them why it's important how we could market their business, how we could put, could put eyeballs, and then how the association would benefit them. And uh, it's a lot of work, and it, it probably seems easy just explaining it, but it's not, it's not easy writing. Certainly not. And uh, I, I've got to uh, give a bit, again, a tip of the cap to yourself for being able to bring uh, two brands, uh, kind of one back to the forefront and uh, one completely out of obscurity to uh, basically into the top 10 of the Supercross. And I'm talking about, of course, of uh, Bill's Pipes, who uh, they basically had a resurgence of the brand and uh, making horsepower in a great way, as well as uh, viral uh, viral goggles and the viral brand um, completely, completely. Uh, unbeknownst to me at all uh, before this season. And uh, they've got three guys. At one point, they had three guys in the main event, which uh, honestly couldn't be said about uh, a couple of different brands that are a whole lot more, more predominant. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, you know, the Bill's Pipe thing, to touch on that really quick, that was awesome. And I got to tell you, you know, Bill hadn't been out to the races, you know, for a long time. Bill, Bill ran the original Rockstar Energy uh, Suzuki team. That was his. That was his. That he got did the primal impulse when he had Travis Pastrana on the team. So Bill's been around a long, long time, and you know he's very, very respected in the industry. And to have it was really kind of surreal, being an older racer like I am. You know, I, you know Bill. You know, getting to know Bill and even Ross Mayetta from from Enzo. Those are guys that you looked up to as a racer. That you're like, oh, I just love to have Bill's pipe on my bike, or I'd love to have you know Enzo suspension. And, I got these guys sitting in our pits helping us out with our team. It's pretty cool. And uh, Bill was out there at Milestone as our on our first test day. And I looked at Bill and I said, man, I said, when was the last time you were at the track? And he goes, man, it's been forever. And he was kind of sitting there watching. And I walked by and, go, and he, he's got a smile on his face. And he goes, ah, he looked at me and kind of shakes his head. He goes, 
I think I'm in trouble. He goes, I go, why is that? He goes, I'm having a really good time today. And so that was, That's awesome. that, that was pretty cool to have, to have him, you know, kind of back in the fold a little bit and especially helping our team out. That was pretty cool. And the viral brand goggle thing, and that, that company has been absolutely great to you know, be a part of. Um, they're brand new. They actually, started, they actually started their business in November of 2015. They didn't even get product until December 20th, 20th something like that. They got product in, in the States, and they've been doing nothing but just killing it uh, nationwide ever since that day. And so it's really cool to be a part of them. They've got they've got a they've got a new goggle coming out for seventeen. That's going to be pretty cool. They've got some you know revolutionary plans when it comes to tear off systems and some other stuff that they're working on. And and uh, and I know they're looking for a big rider for next year. I know that they they're wanting to stay with our team. We're all, we have already resigned with them for next year. And I know they're also looking for a for a big rider to to bring on board somebody that can you know be in the four fifty class and and be kind of a front runner uh, next year. So that's, a, that's, a, that's definitely somebody that, that uh, people should be paying attention to because they're going to be around for a long time. Those guys, are, those guys are definitely quality people. Awesome. Well, uh, I can't thank you enough for, for giving us some time to uh, kind of pick your brain and, and get the per- perspective of a team manager a little bit as well as fill us in on all things uh, Barn Pro's Home Depot Yamaha. Um, before I let you go, I'll give you an opportunity to run down those sponsors that make uh, that pay the bills and make it all happen for you, uh, like Motul and Axo and all the uh, and uh, you know the rest. But uh, yeah, I'll give you that opportunity right now, and then we'll uh, I'll let you go. Yeah, you know, I just I, really quickly I just want to say thanks a lot, you know, for having us on. I know you had the rest of our yeah. guys on earlier this year, and that was absolutely awesome. You know, uh, from Cole to to Austin, to Scott Champion, they all really appreciated it, and uh, and it's, it's just cool. You you got a great program. But I also want to thank all of our other sponsors. You know, obviously BPR, which is the Barn Pros. If you haven't had a chance to check out Barn Pros, go to barnpros.com. Yamaha Racing, those guys down there, Keith McCarty and, and Mike Herrera and Jim Perry, have been absolutely great to work with. The Home Depot, if anything, you know, if you need anything home wise, check out the Home Depot. And then of course you got Viral and Recluse, Ride Motorsports, Bell Helmets, Axo. Anderson Group, Fusion Graphics, which by the way we were second to the in the on the Vital MX uh, poll, we finished second to the Navy bike, which was kind of a bummer because I thought our bike was actually better looking. That's okay, we can handle that. Massive um, Media, Bills Pipes, uh, Moto Stuff, Duval Racing, DP Fuels, Guts Racing, Streamline, uh, Motion Pro, Dasa Racing, Vortex, Moto Tool, uh, Progr- the Pro Pegs, TM Designs. Uh, Slipstream, Evans Cooling, uh, Enzo, uh, Pro Wheel, All Balls, and also Justified Cultures, which has been helping out uh, a bunch of our guys this year and, and just kind of made it all, all the way around. And one quick thing, I don't know if you guys have watched this year, Axo has been absolutely killing it this year with our gear selection. And they have been, they have been absolutely, every round, different set of gear, cool colorways, and, uh, you know, and, and they've just been, they, they've been absolutely great this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the uh, the black and green stuff uh, that uh, I think the, well, the whole team was in it. Uh, I believe that was San Diego two 
Yep. Really cool. That popped on those bikes. That was for the um, for for uh, uh, military appreciation night, and uh, that stuff. Honestly, that was super eye catching. You could find those guys on the track all the way around, and uh, yeah, you name it. Even the uh, the yellow, blue, and uh, yellow, blue, and blue. That that stuff was cool as well. So uh, yeah, Axo Gear killing it. Yep, and that, they're another company that you know back in the day they were with, they were everywhere. And they kind of yeah, went away for a while, Bradshaw. and they've had a huge resurgence, man. They they are just they're they're awesome. And Nicola down there, and those guys down there are just absolutely great. So, you know, you know how I know uh, you're doing your job down there, uh, Scott. Why is that? I try and tag all of your sponsors on uh, on an Instagram <laughs> post, and they don't let me. And then when I try and name them all in the in the in the the, the caption area, there's so many words that it it, it just it erases it and gives me nothing, and I have to redo it all over again. So good job uh, for making my life as an Instagrammer uh, more difficult, but uh, also good job for uh, equipping you guys with uh, some top flight stuff and uh, everything from gut seat covers right down to uh, the the viral goggles and and bell helmets. You, you're absolutely killing it, my friend. Oh, well, thank you very much. And if anybody has a chance, man, make sure they follow us. You know, they, they know they're following you on your Instagram account. You can follow us at, at BPRMX on our Instagram account, or you can find, find us at Barn Pros Racing at either Twitter or on our Facebook account. Awesome. Well, look forward to uh, hearing more from, uh, from you and the team. Don't hang up just yet. For podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there. Perfect. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.